Welcome to this week's episode of Two Marks and an Eagle. I am your host, Mark Number One, Jeremy. Joined with my brothers, my Mark Number Two, Adam, and our resident eagle, Peter. We will be going over this week in wrestling for August twenty third, twenty twenty one, and let's get into it. And here we go. joining us on today's episode we're going to go over raw for today um but first i think let's because we had problems uh for last week's show that we couldn't actually put out for the pay-per-views should we just go over like 30 second breakdown of what we thought of SummerSlam and nxt takeover sure yeah yeah uh the best analogy i have for SummerSlam is like you're heating up your favorite food in the microwave and then you eat in it and it's really good. And then bam, you hit a cold spot and it sucks ass. And then you hit the rest of it. Cause that's how it was. The parts that were good were really good. And then the parts that were awful were, it just totally took you out of it. Yeah. Was the worst spot though, the whole deal with Bianca in the SmackDown championship? No, I like, I know why people are mad about that, but like to me, the worst spots were the Goldberg, Lashley, mm. Eve Marie, and then that last spot with Bianca. Yeah, I think I'd put them in that order too. I mean, those those spots were bad. I totally agree. I feel like it started hot. It was really good. I really enjoyed it, and then I barely paid attention to the middle matches, and then it kind of finished all right. Um, with the at least they at least they finished with the SmackDown Championship. But can you imagine ending the Raw Championship that way? Oh, that was the <laughs> end of the pay per view. That would have been so bad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I almost wish that was the first match, just to get it out of the way. Yeah. Oh, the Goldberg match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Go ahead. I was just say conversely. I thought TakeOver from beginning to end was one of the most enjoyable pay-per-views I've watched in a while. Um, I just want to give a big F you to the WWE for putting two pay-per-views in one week. Yeah, there was so, so much goddamn wrestling to watch this week. And, and, I, and that's what, and like, I can't say anything like bad about NXT, but the problem was I had just watched so much wrestling that watching NXT, like, I was bored. But, like, not because the matches were boring, but I'm just, like, I'm so burnt out already. There, there were very few matches that, like, I really got into. Yeah. But the UK title one was, I, like, God, that should have been on SummerSlam. I was going to so. say, the UK title match, honestly, was probably the match of the week. Like, it, it was by far the best match, one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, I would say it's a contender. <coughs> Forgive me. Um, I would say it's a contender for um, match of the year. Uh I agree. I, that match was so good. And the thing is, is I tend to not 
like British wrestling, like when it's a British promotion. That's why I don't watch NXT UK. Um, I I tend to not like it. That's why, like I said, I only watched ICW because of Piper and and uh, Hendry, and I don't watch ICW anymore because I don't really like British wrestling all that much. But there's something about when they take that stiff British wrestling style and put it in an American wrestling show, and you have two guys like Valter and Dragunov, and they're that good. It's just and they beat the crap oh, out of each my other. God, it was so amazing, and the bruises and welts and the blood blisters all over Dragunov's chest. It was so realistic and so brutal looking, and I couldn't believe Valter tapped out at the end. Like it, it stunned me. Forgot he was he's been champion for over eight hundred days, mm-hmm. like crazy. The only other like the only other part that I really liked is uh, did you hear when the first match started with Grimes and L.A. Knight? Wade Barrett said, "Let me talk to you real yeah. quick." When he was talking about L.A. Knight, I did. I loved that. Um, and I'm also glad Gonzalez won because I watched that match and I was like. She's I, like we all thought she was moving to the main roster, and I was like, I'm so glad she's not because that was not a good match at all. I thought the match was pretty good. I don't know, I enjoyed it. I think for again, I think also I I might have been expecting too much, but I there was a I think a lot of spots that I could tell were not like totally botched, but like they didn't hit it right, and I could see Dakota Kai talking to her like through most of the match where I I don't think I was supposed to and I don't know it just wasn't that great but then I, I we have another Scottish wrestler showing up in NXT so Pete's super happy yep <laughs> but yeah um I still think in terms of like hype and enjoyment I think SummerSlam is still the better show but like match quality consistent um, <clears throat> takeover was better. Yeah. But I mean, with, okay, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I think that SummerSlam had more impactful things happen on it. I think that uh, takeover 36 was a better pay-per-view to watch was how I felt about it. Yeah. All right. So we'll start on raw now. Um, what a, Lame ass, like first what? Twenty five minutes of that show. Oh my god! I actually wrote this down. It was seven minutes and thirty seconds into the show before we got any content. And even then, they fucked <laughs> off. Okay, so because you didn't watch it, Adam, they basically just talk about the Goldberg match, and I wrote, "Stop reminding us how terrible that match was." And then we all think Goldberg's going to show up, but Damian Priest shows up. To confront Bobby Lashley about, oh, you're a you're a bully, yada yada. So let's have a match. They don't what one minute into that match, two minutes, and Sheamus comes in and attacks Priest, and it's a disqualification. Yeah, I don't think so the match they, lasted ninety seconds. So they talk for seven minutes, and then you have a match, and then it doesn't last a minute. Oh no, <laughs> they didn't talk for seven minutes. They recapped SummerSlam. Yeah, su- for seven SummerSlam. minutes. And had an entrance for Bobby Lashley and MVP. And it wasn't 
until seven and a half minutes into the show that anyone even spoke. There was no content whatsoever until seven minutes in, seven and a half minutes in. And then they talk for 10 and then have a 90-second match. Oh. It was terrible. <laughs> and then, so they make a tag team with McIntyre, Priest, and Sheamus and Lashley. Cool. Okay. You could have just started with that match. Right. And then Bobby leaves. So it turns into a handicap match, and Sheamus loses. And, I'm, and I just wrote, what was the goddamn point? The, the thing that got me about that is as Bobby leaves, or, or as they're recapping Bobby leaving and um, uh, what's-his-face getting the pin. Um, McIntyre. Uh, not Michael Cole. I'm never going to remember his name. Jimmy um, Smith. Jimmy Smith goes. Yeah, literally almost, generic name. Yeah, the most generic white boy name ever. You should have just been called John. John Smith. <laughs> John Smith. Um, but, like, he says something along the lines of, it was a match we never expected to have and an outcome no one saw coming. And it was like, no, it was a match we absolutely expected to have the second Sheamus got interfered. And... It was exactly the outcome we all expected. <laughs> like, what? The only thing we were missing was Teddy Long making the match. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this this was a Teddy Long special. Exactly <laughs> a Teddy Long special. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. We didn't expect it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so a good 30 minutes of that show, and like 45 minutes of that show was pointless because nothing literally nothing happens out of a three-hour show your first half yeah nothing happens yeah uh and people wonder why smackdown is always is the better show at this point yeah right well and, and, the, the, and the, the other okay. thing about it though is like this matchup it makes sense because sheamus is the old usa champion the guy who lost it to priest and it makes sense because drew is the old Raw champion, and he lost it to Lashley. So I understand why Drew and Sheamus were the two that were in this match. But they have absolutely no tag team chemistry whatsoever. It was just four singles wrestlers, and two of them couldn't be in the ring. It was terrible. Like, there was no reason for these people to be helping each other. Is, is it, and it they, honestly should... I mean, honestly, it should have been a fatal four-way. Right. Or yeah. <clears throat> they could have still done the match but mcintyre is too insistent on attacking lashley because he still wants his title back but he can't actually fight for it right and you could have worked that into them not getting along but it's yeah just yeah. pointless it was just a stupid match and then we had pete's favorite segment with dewdrop oh god and she actually embraced the name dewdrop <laughs> yeah she i wrote she's keeping the name that's right. too bad my my first note is finally a scottish brogue out of her because she actually sounded scottish this time um but yeah like this was shorty g's promo told through dewdrop when he became shorty d it was the exact same promo almost line for line and yeah I was very annoyed by that. And then Eva Marie showed up to smack her face into a stage crew box that was, for some reason, directly in front of where Dewdrop was being interviewed. Like, <laughs> they need to just... It's like a video game now where you're like, you have interaction sections where you're like, press L1 to interact. That's And they just place characters there. So yeah. just She runs in, interact, bam! Well, I mean, because we're an audio podcast, let me, let me give a whole 
description of this, especially because Sutton didn't see it. Right. So we've got that backstage ring thing that they I do. I fucking hate in. that thing. And as with all WWE interviews, you've got the interview person and the wrestler standing shoulder to shoulder. And then they do the interview and Eve Marie shows up and starts smashing Dewjob's face into one of those like um, speaker boxes things that they, they have backstage, like a utility cabinet thing on wheels. But where it's placed, it's about three inches in front of her kneecaps, which means it would have been in between her and the person that was interviewing and they would have been standing around it as if it was a table. Except you can't see it until they pan out so you can see her smash her face into it. So it was like, why would you have this box here? And not only that, it's a box on wheels. Like, why wouldn't you push it out of the way before you did your interview? When you have to have these three people in a small space, why would you have a box in between them? It didn't make any sense for the box to be there physically. It was just in the wrong spot. Why is, why is anything inside of a ring besides people? Right. <laughs> it didn't make any sense at all. Uh, and then we had uh, Ricochet versus uh, Lord Humongous from Mad Max. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was Karrion Cross. Because <laughs> that's what he looked like. He looked... It, anybody, if you don't know that name, just Google Lord Humongous, and it's exactly what that is. Only painted red. <laughs> um, that's my only note about this match. It was just completely <laughs> squash match. Karrion Cross versus And it was Ricochet. dead. <laughs> It was dead as shit. Oh, Karrion really Cross was. is supposed to like come out to this, you know, his new gimmick, and like we're all supposed to be excited, and nobody gave a crap about this. My thing about this is, why did you change the gimmick on Raw and not change the gimmick on his show NXT? Yeah, at Takeover, where right. he's supposed to get ready to battle Joe. Why didn't yeah. he have it? Like, nope, just no thought in this whatsoever. Or at least like a. A 30-second promo of, I lost my title, so I have to change myself, and this is how I'm going to do it. Something like that, but put it on NXT so the crowd is actually invested in the storyline. But it's like, this is only the fourth match this crowd has ever seen him in. Why would they care about him, and why would they care about his new look? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Because they want to, like, put it on action figures or something, but I'm like, there's... But if nobody understands it, like like say they watch a couple episodes like the kids do, and then the parents are with them at a store, and he's like, and they're looking at figures, it, and they're gonna just see this guy with a helmet on, and they're gonna go, "Who the hell's that?" Like, Lord Humongous. They know Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the parents. Ah, good. Ah, good. Good segue. All right. Um, next note I had is, oh look, it's the Viking Raiders palling around with Logan Paul. Remember when I said that they'd go back to being doing nothing on the show? This proves my point. They're just jokes now. <sighs> yeah. I, I didn't watch this segment. I walked out of the room. <laughs> Which is sad because I actually was starting to like the Viking Raiders. Yeah. I, yeah. I really did. And it's that's, sad to see that they're not going to do anything with them. But though. Vince doesn't want teams having the tag team titles. So. Yeah. I don't think he wants no. fat guys having the tag team titles either. <clears throat> But then we had Moist TV, and I literally put "Don't care," and I fast forward it to the match. So I, I legit oh. don't care. So that was the beginning of the descent between Miz and Morrison. So it wasn't Miz TV; it was Moist TV, 
and then Miz interrupted Moist TV to basically scream and cry that Morrison didn't invite him on the show. And then they got into a big argument, which led into the match. And then Morrison was by his side for the match. And then Morrison turned on him at the end. Morrison turned on him? No, Miz turned on him at the end. Sorry. Miz turned on him at the end. Yeah. Morrison was the one through the whole Moist TV, basically pointing out all of Miz's flaws. Yeah, because I just put... uh... Camera moves to try to cover up for the complete whiff of Xavier jumping out of the ring. Uh, and then I then I put, oh, they're breaking up now? I still don't care. <laughs> because this is, I think, at least a month and a half overdue. Like, maybe even two months overdue. Uh, well, and the other problem is, is you know they're not going to do anything with John with Morrison anyway. I mean, like, if you include him fighting the Miz or something... Like well yeah but I mean they'll have they'll they'll have that blow off with those two but after that what's Morrison gonna do fucking nothing yeah he's gonna yeah. job out no nope. he'll go for the twenty four seven title because oh, that's what we went to next can we just call it the acrobatics title if it's Morrison versus it's, it's uh, just nonsense I don't, what I don't understand is where the hell are they because they're not around the arena they're just at a park. And I'm like, do you just go to whatever park you're at in whatever nope, city you're at and when jump the around? 24-7 title. He, they, got lost, they lost in an arcade, man. But, like, show Same us. Cause, because they didn't go compete. Did they even tell us, what, like, was it a park in the city? Or did they just cut right to, like, now we're outside? Like, oh, all they said was, when you're the 24-7 champion, you have to be ready to defend it anywhere and anytime. And now Reggie will show you why. And that was it. It wasn't just, yeah, they didn't tell us where he was. He was just buying ice cream for his friends, apparently. That he doesn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he buys two ice cream cones from an ice cream truck and then gives one to R Truth and then gives one to Tazawa because they were hiding in the in the bushes. And then jumps on top of the truck, which that was damn impressive because there was no spring involved. Like he went from the ground to the top of basically like a FedEx truck. Or an ice cream truck. It was an ice cream truck. I don't know why I didn't say that. You guys would know what an ice cream <laughs> truck looks like. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he you know, jumps all the way up on, on top of it. And that was impressive because he was at street level and got on top of it in one kind of motion. <clears throat> um, but as you were describing it, Jeremy, it started reminding me of when Eric Young had the um, uh, TNA TV title. And he started going oh, and defending it against random actors. And he'd be like on a that. golf course and he would like jump James Stamos or Jason Stamos and like be like, Oh, you think you Uncle Jesse on full house can beat me? No, I'm the T V champ. I'll beat you and then pins him. John Stamos. John Stamos, there we go. <laughs> of course um, you'd know that. But he'd be I like, like Full House, look off. I like Full House too. I just couldn't think of his first name. I mean, like I said, this reminds me of what they did with the hardcore title after a while, where they just would did they would defend it anywhere and everywhere. It's the same kind of thing. I get it's the same thing, but like at least the hardcore title most of the time was in the arena, or they at least like told you where they were. Yeah, but I mean, not really. And it wasn't the same. And it wasn't the same two guys chasing the 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 champion. Like before, you had like. Everybody was chasing like Tozawa and R Truth, but now it's literally just those two running after like Reggie. And I'm, it's I'm almost done. starting to remind me of like a uh, 
like a Woody Woodpecker skit at this point. It really yeah. is. Like a Wiley Coyote skit. I'll tell yeah. you what, It's definitely the hardcore championship when R-Truth and Tozawa realize the only way they're ever going to pin Reggie is breaking into his bedroom and pitting him while he's asleep. So when that <laughs> happens... One of the finger on him. Yeah. <laughs> when that happens... That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and, then, and then we had another what-the-hell match with Mansoor versus Jinder. Oh, yeah. And I, I get the setup, right? The setup was fine because he's telling Mansoor, I don't like the way... We're winning. I like to win my own way. I like. I want to win clean. And so he was upset, but he was like, fine, we'll do it your way, rookie. You're talking about and Mustafa then, Ali? Yeah, you got the names or, backwards. It's all right. Fuck it. Yeah, yep. Sorry. It's all good. Uh, and then the match starts, and, like, Ali's pissed off, but then Jinder purposely disqualifies himself by not letting Mansoor out of the corner and then Jinder acts like, you know, he's still all smiles and shit. And Ali is still pissed off, like, see what you did, rookie? But I'm like, he won. Yeah. I, I don't understand this. I, like, I can... The, the thing is, like, he could still be like, well, that's what you get. You know, you still got beat up. But, like, Jinder didn't really... They, they didn't get... They didn't go three on one, like... He got disqualified, and they kind of beat him up a little bit. And then they left on their own, acting like, yay, we did something. I'm like, no, you just came off of yet another loss, gender. Like, right. I'm so confused. Why are you happy? I don't understand. Well, and furthermore, <laughs> because they were trying to push the whole narrative of, you know, Ali just wants to win. He doesn't care if he cheats, and Mansur wants to lean win clean because he wants to be the face the entire time the announcers are putting over Ali just cares about the win he doesn't care about how the win comes and then hey, he wins and Ali he turns wins. back on him He's, uh, and, and when I say turns back on him I don't mean metaphorically he literally turns his back and won't watch the the beginning of the beatdown match because he's too upset at Mansoor for getting dis for winning via disqualification well the entire time the announcers are like who doesn't care how he wins he just wants to win it <laughs> I, I'm so confused. It makes yeah. no sense. Uh, I and I, would, I just put another DQ, and I just put what the fuck? Fuck these writers, because it's pointless. Yeah. Uh, then we had another championship crowning segment. Alexa came out, said hi. They cut the commercial. Just oh my god! Ah! <laughs> I hate the show. I mean, like. On one level, I kind of appreciate how Alexa Bliss came out and said, we just came out to say hi, and then literally said nothing else because she just came out to say hi. Like, I kind of appreciate that, but at the same time, it was like this had no place on television. But you just wasted 10 minutes. Yeah, for and then nothing. we just have to tell oh. her laugh. And why, why does she even have to come out? They could have just had her interrupt on the screen, be like, hi, we're next. That's I, it's. I'm flabbergasted. Hold yeah. on, dude. And then, and then they come back from commercial to another segment with Elias. Like there hasn't been. So we're what? Uh, at least two hours into this show now, and we've only had one full match. 
The rest have been disqualifications, or the other person left. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. I'm really glad I didn't watch Raw this week. Oh, it's so bad. I'd like Flair's promo before Bliss comes out was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't anything to complain about. Wasn't anything to talk about, but it wasn't anything to complain about. But it was like, and then she comes out, and like you said, they had what three Elias segments in this episode of like the progression of how he's no No, longer Elias. This is the third one, but not in the same show. They keep like doing different segments each week because first it was him burning the guitar, then it was him making the gravestone and now it's him putting up down the gravestone and putting on a farmer's hat so i'm like oh, are we gonna get festus 2.0 oh god i don't want festus that'd be awful i mean the outfit looked super amish i mean it's not gonna be festus because that was a terrible thing but that just was the joke yeah but uh, yeah so just go to another segment and then we finally had another match even though it doesn't matter because <clears throat> it was Rhea and nikki versus Shayna and Jax, and i've I don't care. And they keep acting like Jax and Shayna are going to break up, but then they don't. And then they keep losing. Right. I mean, they should break them up at this point because I think that's the, like, nobody cares about them as a tag team. Yeah. And Shayna would be someone nice, another person to have in the women's title hunt. And it would be nice to have Jax not on television anymore. Yes. What? You don't like your big lady, Pete? Come Listen, on. I enjoy. You the like pig. the new hairdo? I, and... I, I enjoy the new hairdo, and I enjoy the new ring gear. I, it works for me. I, it didn't at first. It grew on me. I do enjoy looking at her. I don't enjoy watching her wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Rhea and Nikki won, and maybe they're setting them up as a tag team so that Charlotte's will have different contenders for the title. Who? Yeah, so... Well, she's got Alexa, and at least, for now. I don't even want to see that match. Like, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, but I like, like Alexa, but that's... I think it's going to be a good match. I, 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 I don't... They didn't, like, make it official, but I feel like that's what they're going to do. Because they can't keep having Shotzi and Knox and Shayna and Jax go for the title. Because that's all they have left right now. They honestly really should just get rid of the women's tag team title at this point. Yeah. Because there's no point in having it. But after this, uh, RK bro. And I just, I I just wrote, this is taking forever. I already hate it. Because it, (laughs) it, it was a good, what, 15 minutes of just them talking before AJ came out. Yeah. And and this is again. This is again going after the shit matches we've already had, with only like two legit matches, and then we have another fifteen-minute segment of them talking. I'm just like, I don't like. I love Riddle and like like the jokes and everything, but I'm like, by this point, I just couldn't give a crap. Right. So one thing about this segment is when they first come out, Riddle gifts Orton um, a scooter, scooter to match his own scooter. And Orton, of course, begrudgingly takes it from him, and the announcers are basically putting over that this is a stupid gift, and Orton's going to hate it. And I don't know if you guys remember in Wedding Crashers, where um, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson's character get found out, and they're getting kicked out of the rich people's house, and the brother wants, take- his, wants his painting back, and Vaughn's like, yes. that was a gift. I was just waiting for Randy Orton to do that, <laughs> and be like, no, no, 
No, the scooter was a gift. Nobody touches it. <laughs> I just wanted him to ride around the ring with his still like stoic mean face. Like have <laughs> both of them ride around the ring and Riddle's excited and Orton's just like begrudgingly like scooting next to him. <laughs> Like that the, would have at least made me laugh. Like the middle-aged dad teaching his kid how to ride a scooter, <laughs> and he's just really bored. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. middle-aged dad who's begrudgingly riding a scooter because his kid wants him to. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah. But, the, but then it set up another Riddle versus AJ match. Right. And obviously, by this point, I just hate the show. So, like, the match isn't bad, but I just don't care. And it wasn't as good as I think the the last time they fought. See, I think the um, match was the best part of the night. Um, oh well, there's not much of, competition. Yeah, there was, but, I mean, it like, wasn't. No, I mean this 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 match. I <laughs> this match is why I walked away from Raw, not hating it as much as you did. Like this match brought me back and left me with a good feeling to the point where I was like, Raw wasn't that bad. Um, Saving throw wins. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like it was. It was one of those things where it's like. No, it wasn't the best match they ever had, but it was it was a lot more creative, in my opinion, because they kept doing counters to each other's moves in ways that we haven't really seen them do before. So I felt like this match really kind of showed the evolution of the feud where these two are starting to get to know each other. So like Evolution So like specifically AJ starts going for his big like flurry of offense that he always ends up with like a Pele kick at the end. Right. And as he's doing it, he goes to do the spinning back fist that he does in the middle of it. And Riddle catches the spinning back fist and reverses the whole thing. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff like that where um, uh, AJ goes for the Styles Clash and then Riddle reverses it into uh, a triangle hold. And then um, AJ tries to reverse the triangle hold into a power bomb, but then Riddle throws him over the top rope. Like there was a lot of counter for counter for counter for counter kind of wrestling. So while it wasn't the most amazing match they've ever had, I thought it was very unique and creative for these two guys to put on a match like this because I felt it showed how now they know each other. They know their movesets. They're going to counter each other. It was an intelligent match, in my opinion. During the match, I was listening to the announcers. I... I don't remember the move AJ was setting up, but they called it the Rampage Special, and I've never heard that before. And I was like, they have to be talking about the video game, right? Because they're not talking about Rampage the show. There's no way they would allow them to say that. But they were like, oh, he's setting up the Rampage Special. And I was like, what? (laughs) I've never heard that before. I don't remember them saying that, and I've never heard of that move before either. Yeah, so I, I never know. heard it before. It yeah. was, yeah. You know, like the way you're describing this match to me, I it's kind of interesting, and I kind of want to go back and watch this match now if it's Riddle and AJ because just yeah, fast forward to the end of the show, it's the best match, and it's one of those things where in describing it, honestly, like depending on how he develops and how he develops like his character and like. And promos and stuff. I mean, if he gets away, he, he's got he's got to obviously get away from the stupid like stoner gimmick that they've given him now. I could almost see Riddle becoming the modern day version of Kurt Angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but then, technical... but then Pete'll hate him. <laughs> I don't remember Kurt Angle being that much of a striker, though. Not no. as much of a striker, no. But Kurt always had those intelligent matches. He had those counter matches. He had a lot more technical style matches. And 
he could, I mean, he and he would do, you know, moonsaults. He would do some stuff from the top rope every now and then. Like, it kind of reminds me, like, like I said, modern day version of Kurt Angle. Not necessarily Kurt Angle, like, complete copy, but, like, a more modern style Kurt Angle where he does more, it's more of an intelligent match, like you said. He, he does have more of those counters, and he can counter stuff out of nowhere the way Kurt used to do that. Yeah. I feel like he's a mixture of RVD and Rusev. Because he does a lot of those submission finishers. He doesn't have shoes on, but he still does like the high flying like strikes and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean maybe, but neither one of them had the technical ground capabilities the way that he did. Like Rusev does Rusev did a lot of finishers. Yeah, but that's a finisher. But I'm saying, he yeah. doesn't but he doesn't like do a lot of counters in the match because he doesn't have to because it's yeah. Rusev. But anyway, uh match ended with Orton stopping Omos from interfering by mashing the scooter over him, over his back. Right. Which, like, okay, that was probably what was going to happen to it anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's how Raw ends. Yeah. Just, oh, oh. I don't think, I mean, they probably have had as worse or worse show after a pay-per-view. But this has probably been the worst one in recent memory. I was going to say, like, like I said, I know I didn't watch the show, but just from listening to it, I don't remember follow-up shows, especially from bigger pay-per-views like SummerSlam or like, you know, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, those kind of ones. I always remember the follow-up Raws being like an action-packed show that you wanted to watch because something, some fallout always came back after the show. There or, was something at l- big. or at least setting up that feuds are going to continue and like they they kind of did this but like yeah this is the worst ways well the thing is with me is i feel like in kind of like the early teens and maybe late 2000s um when you would come back after a big pay-per-view like SummerSlam or um wrestlemania most of the main card guys would have the night off and they would have, like, a promo or two. And, yes, there would be a fallout in, like, one storyline. But for the most part, the episode after a ba- major pay-per-view like this, you'd get to see a lot of wrestlers you didn't usually get to see. And you'd get to see some talent showcased that you didn't usually get to see showcased. And they'd have, like, a little storyline that might come to fruition during the episode after WrestleMania. Like but, for the Cruiserweight title, because yeah. it never got to be on the, the card. Right, something like that, but... They seem to be putting all that stuff on the episode before pay-per-views now instead of after, which is just baffling to me. What a letdown of a, of a starting off this week. I know. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it's, and I, yeah, how we, this is how we're going to end the show. <laughs> just as, talking as about a how bad it is. As a disappointment. <laughs> uh, overall, but, it was hopefully, you know, we'll lead to bigger and better things for the week. But uh, we will... Wrap up at the show at this point for Raw. Yep, that'll be it. Uh, Stay tuned for NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. And uh, have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.